0: So uh, what episode are we on? Welcome to episode 27 27 of the podcast, Mm. where we speak to Hannah Argyle. She's awesome. She's from Northampton like us. She is a fantastic photographer and influencer, I guess, as you you would bracket that term nowadays. Yeah, yeah, she said she didn't really like
1: that term very much, but, but yeah. Uh, she inspires inspires me to go and take photos that's for sure yeah yeah she's definitely like uh, a bit different probably to some of the other people we spoke to before in terms of the sort of work that she's producing and the type of work that she does like the brands that she works with as a photographer
0: but very much still has her own flair on the work that she produces and I Mm. think she's been doing it for so long now that she has her own style of of taking those photos which i don't know i'm really drawn to maybe because i can somewhat relate to her you know even though she's got like a family and stuff like that it's still relatable in terms of the location that she goes to um or how maybe i would like my photos to look sometimes um her photos always look really clean and nice yeah 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 it's nice to you know we spoke to her about her kind of day-to-day work life i guess and how she balances her work-life balance with it and, you know, the changes of how she's had to adapt with, you know, social media changing and things like that um, and understanding how she kind of puts everything together. But um, mm. It's definitely a good one to listen to in terms of, like, she is,
1: well, making a living off of Instagram and she yeah. joined Instagram without the... You know that I don't think it was that was what was in mind, but she found herself doing that and has built like a massive following.
0: Um, yeah. from she's been there, really transparent. She was really transparent with us, wasn't she, in terms of how how she's gone through different waves of it working and not working, and how to find that balance. Like I said, that kind of work life balance of not waking up every day and feeling like you've got to be on your phone, yeah, you know, yeah. until the minute you have to go to bed. Um, but yeah, it's a really interesting one. It was really nice to speak to. I'm sure we'll speak to again in the future. But anyway, it's a
1: really long episode, so we're going to stop talking and um, go and watch yeah. it.
0: Enjoy, Hannah Argyle. Go follow on Instagram and support. Join mm. more, please. Do you want to kick off then, Jamie? Or, you know? Well, I was only gonna ask, how did you get into photography?
2: Um
3: it's sort of quite a dull story, really. I got into Instagram and that was where it all started. Um so I think after my youngest was born, um it I downloaded Instagram and started using it regularly about a year later. And yeah. um I just, I kind of discovered a creative outlet really, which I found I was really lacking. Um, you know, looking after young children all day is is great, but it's sort of, you don't really use your brain. Um, and I'd, I had a creative job already, but I was kind of rushing around, squeezing in work in, in between baby naps and, things like that and suddenly found this outlet which um, I I came from a background of drawing and painting and fine art and always found that my work was not quite what I wanted it to be, where suddenly I took up photography and it actually like worked, <laughs> you, know, you, you think I really want to take a photo like that and I took it and it actually kind of fulfilled me so which is quite a pleasantly surprising thing. And it, mm-hmm i just started meeting people on instagram and you know people were very supportive and chatty and um yeah so that was where it all began really
0: that's really cool because that's not kind of like you, i would say your traditional kind of entry into kind of photography but yeah. me and luke were saying that we love your photography because hey it's really good but then it's also very you know i feel like i'm following your kind of journey through life which is what you know what i kind of said when i posted some of your work on that you know on our account and it's really interesting to see, you know, almost like your day to day. Do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah.
2: I know
0: you. I know you got you know a lot of fingers in different pies, but you kind of you know your consistent posts. They're really you know they're beautiful photos, but they're really relatable. It's not like you you know you're just a portrait photographer or just a landscape photographer. It's just kind of where you are and what you're doing, and you know you know how to use a camera clearly, and you get the best results from that. So yeah, it's, it's really well,
3: nice thank you. It's, it's really nice to hear that because it can be a bit of a challenge to know where you should fall with Instagram. Yeah. And right. it's been a bit of a learning curve for me because I think, you know, these days people know that you can earn a living through having a lot of followers on social media. But when, when I started gaining followers, it wasn't really anything. There's was maybe some YouTubers earning money, but it wasn't something I set out to do. It just kind of happened. And, um, and then you sort of go through that whole, am I sharing too much? Um, where 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 is my line where am i comfortable with all of this and having lots of eyes on you so it's um it's definitely been i've been learning on the job you know
0: Um, a lot more kind of uh like stable now in terms of where you are and what you're doing because i'm guessing like you know when you started doing it it wasn't like you had any kind of plan to You know, you must be posting a photo every day or a week, or have any kind of idea what you're kind of going to be shooting. Do you kind of have that now? Do you have a bit more of a routine that's easier to manage?
3: Yeah, I think I do, and I can remember. Um, as my kind of first year as a photographer rolled by thinking it's spring again or it's autumn again, I kind of I know how to shoot this season now because I've done it before. Mm-hmm. And you know, if the weather's too bad to shoot outside, I know I can create content inside and or you know, so I, I you do kind of go through a process, I think, of repetition to an extent. But um, I know now how to find ways to inspire myself by maybe just going out on a day trip or going somewhere with my camera or, um, you know, just I, I sort of, yeah, I think it's a, a process which you find repeating as, as you just learn and grow as a photographer, I guess, and find your feet with it all. But it was yeah. definitely um, all completely unknown to me at the beginning
0: (laughs) yeah you you still enjoy
3: it though I do I absolutely love it and um I think like with any creative job your confidence comes and goes with it and obviously pandemic wise that's been tricky um I was traveling quite a lot before that and so obviously none of that happened and so you you find yourself do I just keep posting old travel photos or do I you know, we literally weren't allowed to go anywhere really to begin with, so I didn't even, I couldn't even go out and shoot a, a blossom tree nearby or a or a field of wheat. You know, it was literally you don't go in the car and don't go anywhere. So that was quite challenging. So at least
0: you can take photos inside. I, I can't do it. I don't know what it is. I just, <laughs> I just struggle so much. I always like have a day where I'm like, well, I'm going to take some. Even if I'm just picking up some random things around the house to start shooting or taking photos of the dog. I always struggle i don't know what it is i, don't know. I feel more comfortable finding, my mind.
2: yeah
3: it's finding one photo spot that really works yeah for you. i i have like um a sort of a little bit of wall that's about a meter long in my bedroom and it's just got a small window to the side and then the big bay window so it's kind of well lit but it's got this really nice little window which is just directly lighting that spot and for years that was the only spot in my house where i could really take photos inside so i set up different scenarios in that spot and now that i've got the photography studio and stuff that has expanded and i have different other areas in my house that work but it's all been um a lot to do with just having to get to grips with it because i'll get offered a job you know can you shoot this product i'd be like yeah yeah (laughs) it'll be fine you know i'll I'll work it out google 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 so um yeah a lot of it is i've just been winging it really
0: best way to do it isn't it that's what you've always said to me luke you know just say yes and then work out how to do it afterwards
3: I think yeah. the more you go through life the more you realize everyone's winging it and yeah. you are know, talking to somebody who's given you the job and then you realize they're actually winging it as well and they're giving you a brief but they're they're liaising with a client and we're all kind of winging it to an extent yeah. um so yeah you just got to crack on a little bit and what's the worst that can happen
0: yeah, yeah I, I guess don't. that's what we kind of trying to find that you know we're trying to find our feet obviously we're you know we're, we're working on what we're, tr- we're building at the moment obviously we're building the website but we both work full-time and we're doing the podcasts and we're you know trying to make videos at the same time as well and everything just seems like oh we've got to do this got to do this got to do this got to do this and we've got yeah. to just learn to find that balance i guess or find a bit more of a, a manageable routine to keep to i guess but yeah, come. i
3: don't know how you're doing everything you're doing at the moment <laughs> it seems no
2: sleep <laughs> yeah. I think yeah. it's
3: sustainable for so long and then, well that's that's what I found anyway I can could keep it up for so long and then I don't know you sort of lose energy or enthusiasm or at some point you have to like you say you have to find a kind of a level where you can maintain the energy mm. for it all
1: yeah yeah I mean I suppose when you've got like if you've got a following on uh, social media like you do where they're kind of they'll miss you if you don't post something I guess and um but I'm, I'm so sporadic with posting to Instagram but you know I've got like a tenth of the followers or not even that like, you know the one percent of what you have so it doesn't really matter I can just post something not post something for days but do you mm-hmm. find you have to be a bit more sort of on the ball with it than, than
3: that. a little bit and I think it's become more difficult over the years because Instagram as an app tends to punish you for not being present yeah. and um, I think it's become more and more like they want you to be actively addicted and now you open the app and there's stories to watch and there's reels to watch and there's photos to look at and there's carousels hmm. yeah
0: and at the end like, day, they just want to just keep people and on,
3: the app, on the app Yeah, exactly. And it used to be a very calm, very still place. And it was, you know, 95% still images. And there was a, there was a real kind of um, mindfulness to the whole of Instagram somehow I don't know whether that was just the communities that I was involved in but it was certainly very easy to find that side of it whereas now it's kind of a little bit all singing all dancing and things are being hurled at you really fast and Mm. uh, for people like me we're constantly being told if you're not posting three reels a week then you're going to fail if you're not doing one IGTV a day you have to be going live at least you know four or five times a week and it's just kind of like ah too much
2: yeah, yeah, I, was I know, of, what, like,
3: five stories a day and not too many and not too few, and yeah. make sure you sure. do
2: holes
0: And it's like, oh. <laughs> yeah, I know you mean. So, so, yeah. it's you know, yeah. as we kind of manage our one and you know our accounts growing, but we don't really care about the numbers of followers and stuff like that. We just want people to be engaged in what we're posting.
2: Yeah. And we
0: actually posted something the other day that you know that I kind of wrote out and posted, just saying you know we. We're more than just a sharing account. You know, at the end of the day, we're building something. And it was really interesting because that post has done a lot better than other posts of of recent times. And it's because people have stopped on it and read what what it says. So if you're looking at that photo for, say, 10 seconds or what the, the post for 10 seconds, where normally you'd scroll past it in half a second, Instagram are rewarding you. Yes. because it's now being shared to more people's accounts just because it's getting an, an initial engagement. And it's a real weird one because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, we want to show off people's work and, you know, you know, whatever they're working on pro- pro- projects, whatever it might be. Yeah. It's hard to do that when
3: I think you've you done a bit with that. And I've, I've really tried hard to stay true to myself and I'm not going to start posting reels where I point at funny things and, you know do silly dances because it's just not me and there's so many other people doing that stuff really really well that there's absolutely no point in me trying to compete with them so even though instagram is saying essentially they don't want people like me anymore they don't want people posting photos or for it to be a photography app that is what i'm there doing and i assume it's why people are following me because they're not following me for funny dances (laughs) so um i think to an extent, you've got to just persevere um, with what it is that you want to put out there. And, you know, like you are saying about the engagement on posts, I I see it myself. Like if I post a story with a poll in that lots of people vote on or, or even just something slightly controversial, that story gets viewed sometimes like three or four times the number of people who usually view my stories. And so it becomes a bit of a trap and you think, well, I could share something controversial or something very personal or put out some very personal news, but actually I don't want to do that and I never have done, so I'm always trying to kind of avoid falling into that trap, really, invite people in and then shut them out again, do you know what I mean?
1: That's exactly it. I think there's a lot of people out there who, like you say, they don't want to be viewing reels or that kind of thing, And, and that sort of thing does appeal to other people. Uh, but I I mean personally I think that's what TikTok's for just go and watch them on there if you really want that sort of thing and maybe they should leave Instagram to you know be its own thing but they've got shareholders to please I guess who want to see ads being shown and engagement and all that sort of thing It, it, it is a bit of a shame because there's so many people who've gotten into photography because they've started using Instagram like yourself and actually when I, when I think about it i I downloaded Instagram in about two thousand and ten, I think like not long after it came out, and that was before I bought a proper camera so like really, because I was using that so much more, I think that's probably why I decided oh, I'm going to get a camera and start yeah start shooting you know properly as it were. I think my phone didn't work properly, so it was really hard to upload stuff to Instagram but yeah it is a shame that they're kind of sidelining that sort of thing but
3: it is I think you know they're they're trying hard to sideline it but I do think that photo sharing community is still very much there which sometimes it can be harder to find um but that's what I'm telling myself (laughs) but
0: at the same time like you know it doesn't matter how many followers you've got or don't got or don't have don't got don't have mm-hmm. uh you would like it always re- reminds me of this photographer called sean tucker i'm sure you've heard of him um but he's you know he's a very successful photographer he's got his own youtube channel and he said something along the lines of you'd rather have 100 followers that are engaged in everything you do than 10,000 people that don't or it was something like that wasn't it mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's um, thing to think of it yeah and it's true you know it doesn't matter it doesn't matter how many followers or how many likes you get or anything like that it's it's more about the engagement that you get on on the stuff that you do post um, or you know whatever it might be it's, you know you're connecting with people then, aren't you rather than just looking at your phone too
3: much. Absolutely and that connection is really lovely and difficult when it becomes a bit of a numbers game when you are like only living from Instagram as well. And that adds a different layer of pressure really. Um, Especially for me, um, well, not especially for me, but for people like me, where it's your kind of your main income and you're the breadwinner. So it's, um, you know, losing numbers, losing engagement, those things become literally a matter of, am I going to keep getting work? Am I going to be able to pay bills and all that sort of thing? Um, So it, you know, you you do sort of find yourself worrying that you ought to be reinventing yourself, or you ought to be keeping it up, or you know,
2: hmm.
3: doing more things and posting more. But um, the community is is definitely there, and the connections sometimes they just you know send you a message or something. And you think, oh yeah, it's all it's all worthwhile. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah.
0: There's it's, a um there's a YouTube that I follow. It's just a skateboarder, to be honest. Um. Just a skateboarder he's a very successful skateboarder but he has his own youtube channel and he posts a video every day but on a recent video that he put out obviously because he's now you know an influencer on youtube mm-hmm. has somewhat like you do a schedule to keep he has to post x amount of things on instagram x amount of things on twitter x amount on youtube whatever it might be um and i know that he uses like an app that um like schedules all your posts and stuff like that so like he'll he says he only goes on instagram for an hour a day unless he's casually looking at other people's stuff but he will only manage his instagram account for one hour a day as part of his kind of like admin yeah and in that hour he will schedule all the posts and stories and whatever it might be that will last that day or that week or whatever it might be which is quite interesting i know there's like lots of apps out there that kind of do that thing for you but at the same time it was quite it was quite cool to hear that it's not someone who just sits there on their phone all day you know what I mean like feeling yeah. the pressure and letting it get to you because at the end of the day that's not what you kind of got into it for is to sit on your phone all day is to go out and do these things and then
3: that's document it. that yeah you very soon lose why what people like about you don't you if you're actually yeah. living that life that people want to look at so it is a balance and I know um, lots of people who schedule their posts as well and I think I don't know there's maybe a bit of a tipping point when an account or um, a personality gets to a certain size and you sort of maybe if you've got you know 800,000 followers nobody would really expect you to reply to comments or engage or answer direct messages and stuff Um, but for me that's all kind of the joy of it you know checking out other people's photos who comment on mine and just really trying and I've met so many nice people both online and in real life through engaging in that way so I would lose um a a lot of of why I do it I think if I went to just scheduling posts and not um you know taking that time to do it
2: yeah
3: yeah so it's a tricky one but um I did find a point a few years ago where I was feeling I had to post at eight o'clock in the morning or something. So I should have been getting the kids ready for school. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, I've just got to finish this. <laughs> I can't eat breakfast. I'm just doing this. And I, I did kind of think this is getting ridiculous. You know, mm-hmm. I feel like my life is being um, ruled by uh, how what I feel I have to do. I've got to just reply to all these comments. I've got to just do this. I've got to post, you know, I haven't posted for two days, the pressure's on. Um, and possibly my account was more successful when I was allowing it to rule my life like that but it can't it can't be done and it can't continue you know
0: at the end of the day there's got to be a work-life balance isn't it even if your work is you know what you enjoy and part of your life you don't want to be getting up at eight well seven o'clock in the morning starting work and then you literally all you're thinking about is that until the second you go to sleep yeah
3: it's not healthy is it no it's not it's not the right ones at all and it's not good for the kids to see that either
1: yeah yeah yeah, absolutely on the like on the other side of it as well is the actual like creating all the stuff that you're going to be posting taking the actual photos and but do you spend a long time editing those do you have a because they've all got there's such a uh what's the word like a distinct aesthetic to what you're posting so do you can you like reel off edits really quickly now?
3: Um yeah, to be honest, it's funny because I had a I had a student here today and I was showing her some of my like before and afters um in Lightroom and most of my photos are quite minimally edited. Um I think because I tend to find I'm I'm naturally drawn to the same sort of scenarios to shoot so whether it's you know soft light or golden hour or certain colors and quite minimal things so i think i guess i end up really with a set of images which i find uh, don't need that much editing on the whole yeah so sometimes i spend longer on an edit but usually it's a few tweaks to be honest and a few changes in the color channels and um, but yeah, it's, I try and post some before and afters on Instagram. Mm. Um, sometimes I you know, put the unedited photo up there because it's quite interesting, I think, how it is just a few subtle tweaks rather than a complete change in mood. So I think it's more for me about shooting and finding the right the right scenarios to shoot if that makes sense and the right lighting all that sort of thing that suits my work and suits my aesthetic um, and yeah. so that tends to be what I'm naturally drawn
2: to so yeah yeah
0: that's cool I, I, I like that you said you're drawn to like you know golden hour and soft light now if you're listening to this Hannah is from the same town as us <laughs> and I know for a fact we never get golden hour anymore because all <laughs> it is is
2: great
0: <laughs> so I don't know where you go, but we ain't getting golden hour at the
2: minute. To be
0: fair, probably today. Today was probably golden hour, wasn't it? It was sunny today.
3: Yeah. But, uh, and that yeah. that is also very difficult for me with having children um, to yeah. be able to leave the house and you know sometimes um a beautiful winter morning it's frosty out and I'm in the house on my own with my two kids so there's no going out to shoot at you know eight o'clock in the morning and or a night like this and I see the golden hour come and go and it's like well you know Mm. yeah yeah but I wouldn't get much
1: there and yeah so yeah it makes you feel quite like you almost get a bit anxious sometimes you're like I can see I'm I'm missing it and there's nothing you can do
3: I know. I've kind of
1: got used to that now. Yeah, yeah. And then the days like we've had the last what week at least? It's just two weeks.
0: It's just grey. We got we got really into black and white photography haven't we, in the last couple of weeks.
2: Yeah, yeah. I don't know
0: they... what you'd say, but no, yeah. no, I'm not really into
1: it. But I have seen the benefit the last couple of weeks, particularly just because. Yeah. What uh, you know, we took some Jamie and I took some photos together, and I was shooting in color, and I was like what's the point
0: they look really dull it's a real shame um but yeah Yeah, there was me with a little smirk on my face like black and white yeah
2: yeah
3: (laughs) it's a solution to to things like that definitely
0: and do you ever do i know obviously you've got your kind of routine of going out and stuff but do you ever kind of shoot different cameras do you ever shoot film or anything like that
3: Um, I've shot a little bit of film and um, I'm hoping to do more soon. I've only used like a really old vintage camera that I just found in a local vintage shop. And um, I was actually talking about this today with my student as well because she wants to do some. And I think it's it's a brilliant exercise which taught me, um, or maybe confirmed what I suppose I knew, but... I definitely learned a lot about photography um, and about the kind of just the craft of image making, if you like. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I found, I really enjoyed it. And um, so I've actually just inquired at the local camera shop about getting another film camera. I've been meaning to buy one for ages and ages, but I would like one that's a little bit less vintage, you know, because the one I used was Fully manual, um, and you had to kind of guess the distance,
2: <laughs> oh,
3: wow. and set the focus on a little dial. And I think yeah. it was about eight foot away, and and um, it was literally just a, a box, um, and the light passed through and onto the film. And that um, was, okay. um, so it was. It was. Um, yeah, it was. I didn't really know what I was going to get. I was light metering on my phone. Um, but it came out it all worked and um, I learned some really useful things doing that like I definitely underexposed a couple metering from the highlights rather than the shadows and so I, yeah I learned a few useful pointers but I'm kind of itching to try again now
0: it's good cool that you've got look, forget about the kind of film or digital side of things but it's good that you've still got the passion to learn yourself even though you're you know, you know how to take the photo that kind of in, you enjoy taking, and kind of you know you, you know that people know you for sort of thing. But you've still got that bug to go out and. and
3: yeah, yeah, I feel like I'm learning all the time. To be honest, I'm still yeah. regularly googling how to do things and um, brushing up my knowledge. Or, you know, there's, there's things I come across which I think I'm not quite sure what they mean by that, so I'll research it. So. Um, I'm definitely still learning as I go and I've got a lot to learn um, and I've I've sort of always uh, I know I do have this quite strong aesthetic and my work um, all looks fairly similar I suppose but it, I've also tried never to pigeonhole myself um, yeah. you know like I went to Iceland and it was very moody and rainy and there wasn't much colour to be found and i photographed black beaches at midnight and i i totally rolled with it and was mm-hmm. like i'm not gonna not take or post these photos because they don't fit my grid um
0: yeah so you I haven't taken them like, for instagram you're taking them for yourself
3: exactly and then right. the kind of work it's side so that you yeah and yeah. um, yeah. just being out i think the best things always happen when you're out of your comfort zone and um and that's why I've loved travelling with my camera um, because you get thrust into a situation where you have no choice but to try and photograph that. You can't go back a golden hour. You can't go back the next day when the lighting's better. You might be photographing a city in the pouring rain or in incredibly bright sunshine um, and you've got no choice but to go with that. And, you know, like when I was in Iceland, there was. A lot of the time it was grey and rainy and so there's just no colour in the landscape at all um but it's that's when I've kind of learned the most is when I've pushed myself like that and yeah, kind
2: yeah. Of, was yeah. it
1: when you were in nice and there was lots of like that you found a lot more colour in like the buildings is that right
3: yes yeah, so I did photograph some buildings out there and um yeah, all sorts really, ponies and um, horses and waterfalls and beaches and yeah. yeah, four days out there and i completely
2: exhausted
3: myself. Yeah. <laughs> I had a car and drove a thousand kilometers on my own. Wow, wow. <laughs> but it was, a, it, was, it was an amazing trip, not just photography wise, but personally to, mm-hmm. to go and be brave and do something like that on my own
2: yeah, yeah it's, it's funny
0: you say that because that's you know on one of our recent kind of podcasts we were talking about how photography can help you like mental health and mm-hmm. and I think that's true the more people we talk to and the more people that have reached out to us about the same thing it really resonates because it does you know you you push yourself to go out to places that you wouldn't normally go to I guess um, mm-hmm. and you've got a purpose to go there and do it but you know no matter if no one sees the photos or or you share them whatever it might be it's still you know an adventure to go on isn't
3: it exactly and that's one thing that I mean photography has given me so much but um it's you know it's one thing that I've definitely found is when I travel alone I don't feel like I'm traveling alone because I've got my camera so it's almost like oh no I'm, I'm not like just a sad person who's <laughs> got no one to come on holiday with me. I'm taking photos. Yeah,
2: yeah. And
3: not that not that anybody should need that excuse, but it helped me to set foot on a plane on my own because I was going to take photos. And I think it's um it's nice when you know I think it helps a lot of people to kind of have that purpose to go on a trip or to go to a place which they might not otherwise have the confidence to do. So.
0: Yeah. As a photographer who, because obviously you you photograph everything, right? Everything that you come across that you like, you're going to take a photo of. Yeah. Do you have that kind of little niggle in your head that, like I sometimes have it. If I'm going out to say shoot one day, I can't even drive. Like I'm constantly looking at what I could be yeah. taking a photo of. Do you know what I mean? I'm yeah. like, my brain doesn't even kind of, I'm just in photo mode. Um, but when you, when you want to take photos of everything, is that kind of how your mind works as well?
3: It is, and I think, you know, we probably all do it when you're driving down the motorway and you're like, oh, that field looks amazing. Yeah. <laughs> how do I get to that? How do I get to that solo tree perched on top of the horizon there? But um, I think I've also learned to kind of um, to allocate time to it quite well because I'm often doing it with my kids and... So when we've been paid to travel places um, or, you know, work with the tourist board or something, I I don't want them to ever feel like they've been dragged along or they're just, you know, being told to do this or stand there, walk there, do this, do that. Um, And most of the time they don't really even notice I'm taking photos of them or they they sort of say, oh, did you take some photos that day? Um, So I try to you know, kind of
0: find that balance. Yeah, you know. exactly. That, yeah. But that's good though, because if they, you know, clearly they support you and if they don't even notice that you're taking a photo but they want to see you or that they've asked you what photos have you got today, clearly they're interested, do you know what I mean? Which which is nice. Yeah, yeah,
3: I know what you mean, yeah. having that balance. And definitely more so as they get older, they're getting more and more interested in what it is that I do. And I
1: was gonna say, are they getting into it as well?
3: Um, a little bit. I think they're just becoming more aware of like what social media is and stuff like that. And um, yeah, whereas obviously a few years ago they had no, they knew I was a photographer, but they didn't know I was working um, on Instagram and stuff. So yeah. I've always kind of said to them, "Are you guys happy to be involved? You know, I've been approached by such and such a company. They want to take a photo of you guys. Are you okay with that? Are you happy with it?" And usually it means them getting a free something or other out in it. So usually they're like, yeah, no, that's, that's cool. Um, and But yeah, if, if we do go away somewhere with work, like recently I did a trip to Kent with Master, and you know, I might feel like I'm working because I'm very much sort of in that mind frame, but I don't want them to feel like they're working. So I'm very much kind of, um, to a location and think about what's going to work where's the sun going to set what's the weather doing what backdrops work maybe have a little walk around scout things out and then say okay well before tea or after tea or whatever we'll set aside an hour and we'll take photos are you guys okay with that and then it's just kind of like why don't you go and sit on the swing or why don't you walk down there or um why do you play in the pool? And I'll just snap some pictures because I've already kind of thought through what's going to work and what's going to look nice. And That's good. Where the sun's going to set. Yeah, so it's it's kind of, I try to limit it rather than constantly following around with my phone or with my camera in the faces. So
2: but I suppose <laughs> if you
0: have kind of scouted out and kind of have a rough idea of what will work or what you want to do, at least you can kind of pick up the camera and do that and, you know. Not waste too much time doing it. You know what I mean? Because, like you said, there's that balance of, you know, you're there with your family. You want to enjoy it, not just be th- thinking about work 24 seven.
3: Yes, exactly. And you know, I suppose that is um, partly what I'm being paid to do as well, is to convey that we are genuinely enjoying this experience. So if we're genuinely not, then it isn't something I feel like can promote, or it isn't something that's going to come across very well. So it is kind of um, an important balance to find on all fronts really not just work-wise and for my children but you know it's got to be that way to go and enjoy it but I think that's where experience now helps as well because I've got so much better at knowing what photos will work for me and for example if I turn up somewhere and there's no decent light or there's um, just no good backdrops then you can kind of, like hotels can be very tricky, you know, you can't, you might have lots of unnatural light going on, so um, you kind of get a few workarounds through experience, like maybe shooting breakfast on the bed, that's something which you're always going to fit your feed and you can make look really nice if you order lots of food, so that's just an example, but you do kind of get um, a bit more practiced at knowing what workarounds you can come up with if it's not looking good
0: (laughs) and have you got any kind of like brands or companies that you've worked with i don't know if you're allowed to talk about this but if you are any brands companies or products that you love you know what's what's your favorite or i I don't know if you're allowed to pick
3: (laughs) um i i've always been i've always tried to be very discerning about what i've said yes to um and You know, I do think we have, I hate the word influencer, but I think everybody has influence to an extent, whether you've got 500 friends on Facebook, we all are having influence over people who we connect with and talk to, any caption we write or, you know, we all have that influence to an extent. And I think we all need to have some responsibility over not just churning out utter rubbish, but I've sort of always realized really that um, it's, people aren't gonna want to keep following me if I suddenly promote something which is completely out of keeping with um, my style. And um, I've, I've, I've tried to kind of expand my work into other things <laughs> than just brand work um, in recent years. So I try to, mainly promote things which are either travel or photography related which i feel like you know really suit what i'm doing and hopefully my followers will be interested in as well so
0: and that's genuinely your passion so why wouldn't you do that, I, that, that that's
3: it sometimes yeah. you know like um like the master trip we did recently um i've I did a car a long time ago and found it really really difficult Um, and I sort of said to myself I I don't want to do another car but then that was combined with travel and it was such a lovely trip um, which they'd put together and it was really genuinely very enjoyable and I just I saw no issue in you know, taking the opportunity to take my kids somewhere really nice, do something lovely for three of us, and, um, you know, earn a living from that as well. And I just thought, yeah, why not? You know, if it's something that's genuinely going to be really fun to do, um, then I think I've sort of earned that right, really. Yeah, of course. Yeah.
1: yeah.
2: <laughs> so. um,
1: that's proper, like, living the dream, though, isn't it? Like, getting to do, you know, earn a living doing travel and photography and having your kids involved and everything at the same time yeah perfect isn't
2: it yeah
3: I've been incredibly lucky and um it's given me you know just my financial freedom and an awful lot of self-confidence um which has been essential because I've been single mum for five years so I've been doing this alone and paying the bills and putting the roof over our heads and um, so it you know it doesn't come without pressure the pressure is all very much on my shoulders to make this work yeah um, but it is actually it's given me some amazing opportunities to take the kids yeah. places that I never would have been able to
2: otherwise so
0: I think that's great and I, I was I think I might have mentioned something like this before on a previous episode or whatever but you know if you are doing what you love you know people say you know if you do what you love you never work a day in your life but even you know if you're i don't know a professional golfer and you you know that's all you've wanted since you was a kid you're still gonna have good days and bad days even if you've got that dream do you know what i mean so there's always going to be hard days or you know times where you've got to work harder than other times but at least you can kind of look back on it and say what i'm doing is actually pretty cool yeah today was hard or last month was hard or whatever but yeah. at least it's cool to say that you're working in and you know a field that you enjoy that is you know you are passionate
3: about that's it and I think that's what spurs me on really um because a job and um, there's a lot of drudgery you know I still have to do my accounts and <laughs> do boring stuff like that I'm running business so there's all of you know upkeep with my website and stuff like that so I'm sat at my computer like anybody else a lot of days of the week um and plus there's the there's that pressure that always comes with a self-employed, you know, job or in a creative industry that you can never guarantee where the next paycheck is coming from,
2: mm-hmm.
3: um, which is why I've tried to work more with developing online courses to sort of hopefully give myself a bit of background income. So I'm always trying to think to this the next step really to try and cement something which I could, potentially still be doing in 10 years time
1: I was looking at your um stuff on Skillshare like how recent has that been that you've been doing that for? is that quite a new
3: so Skillshare approached me about two years ago and it took um a while for us to sort of get um the course started and then we we worked remotely and um I worked with a producer in New York and um we kind of came up with a course outline, which I then fleshed out and wrote the course. And then I flew to New York to film the first course. And I got back about three days before lockdown. In March 2020. Oh, so wow. that was incredibly stressful. Um, yeah. Because obviously my kids were here I was yeah. in New York and yeah, <laughs> everything yeah. was getting a bit wild and it was um proper
0: it home alone moment there isn't it, <laughs> yeah, it was,
2: yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah um but I made it back Oswald as well and um, I was incredibly relieved to have got that done mm. and it was a really great experience the team over there was fantastic um I really enjoyed it so that was released last August yeah. Um, and then I decided to try and because that course was made with Skillshare and funded by them so they paid um, for my trip over to New York and all the expenses so they own the rights to that course um, So <laughs> I decided to try and create another course which I own the rights to which could be then sold off my website or shared on other online learning platforms as well so I wrote that through the autumn and filmed it in December and it was um, sort of edited and ready to go around March time. And then I did a bit more work on it and launched it on Skillshare. And I've been kind of procrastinating with getting it over the line and onto my website and I've sort of lost confidence with it a bit. But now the kids are back at school I kind of over the summer, I was just like, oh, well, you know, take the summer everyone's on holiday anyway um so yeah now now the kids are back and i need to get my ass into gear and (laughs) get that sorted so yeah
0: you you, so you do tutorials as well is that right
3: yeah so that was something which just it kind of i mean i suppose like all of these things like skillshare contacted me and it was massively terrifyingly out of my comfort zone but I tell myself on the daily if they think I can do it then I must be able to do it and that's my kind of my mantra that I tell myself and I think well if they want to hire me then they must think I can do this yeah. um, so and I, the same with with um teaching students it's you know something people started contacting me about um years ago and uh, I did um, like a live. Um, what's the webinar with yeah. Adobe, which was the single most terrifying thing I've ever
0: done. <laughs> I couldn't think of anything uh, more terrifying uh, than that. To uh, go, yeah.
3: really... Especially
0: with that name just hanging over you like Adobe. Oh, in yeah, I, I know. It was all eyes on me. <laughs>
3: very tough. Um, but yeah, I suppose when you repeatedly get asked do you do teaching or have you got a course and you kind of like with all these things they sort of get dangled in front of me and I think well if you don't go for it you're never going to know so I keep on following these carrots hoping <laughs> <laughs> that um, everything's going to be okay um, yeah so that's um, But I really enjoy teaching actually and even if I have to brush up on something that somebody's asked me to to go through with them i i do find that i can convey it to people and um, i really enjoy sort of um i just enjoy that interaction And
0: i suppose that's a confidence boost you know outside of photography like you said you're nervous to do it but now you now you're doing it right it's uh you know you feel a little bit more comfortable with it every time you do it and and you still get to meet those new people Um, but is that something that you offer just you know is it just a case of sending you a message and arranging whatever suits you and the kind of customers preferences or is it something that you offer through the website?
3: Yeah it is on my website um, but usually people just drop me a message and it's something like which I ought to push more really like with everything I do (laughs) and I'm not very good at self-promoting myself on Instagram and you know I ought to be pushing my courses and my prints and I ought to be developing hey, presets we can help
0: you with the prints
2: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You absolutely <laughs> can help me with that.
3: um but yeah I I kind of constantly feel the pressure that there's a million things I should be doing um but that goes
0: back to the work-life balance doesn't it you don't want to be stressing out pushing everything if that's you know if you don't want to do it then and don't do it, or you know, not, not do it, but do you know what I mean? You've got to be in the right headspace to be able to, to give it you all, I guess.
3: Yeah, you do, and it's I think um it's a bit of a strange one as a creative person. Some it's very much your energy, your creative energy very much ebbs and flows. And I think I've learned to accept that to an extent, although you never not feel guilty when you're not working. I think it's yeah. always, always on your mind. Um, maybe that's just a self-employed thing, but you're sort of always just running over all the extra things that you could be doing. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I'm saying this after 18 months of disruption and homeschooling my children, and um, which was just hell, really. You know, yeah. it's not something any parent really signed up for suddenly. And it wasn't like, you know, home ed. It was like we literally were just here they were
0: at home with us every day and um you have one to... day they weren't then all of a sudden they are and you've got to learn to adapt to that yeah i mean i'm not a parent so i can't imagine how hard that is but i know luke you are as well but mm. and you know i work with people that that are and all of a sudden you know overnight they were kids are at home now like then you they start worrying about the work that they've got to do because they're worried about the kids and yes yeah, yeah. it's, it's a weird one isn't it
3: It was a massive juggling act, massive, and, um, yeah, so I think um, I feel a little bit like I'm still, um, I don't know, still replenishing my energy a little bit. I feel a bit drained, and I know um, a lot of people are feeling that, um, kind of, you you keep thinking it's over, or, you know, it's coming to an end now, Um, but actually none of us know what tomorrow holds, and I think... You know the kids are back but our case is going to go wild it's you know what's going to happen you sort of you can't really um take anything for granted anymore can you you no. can't think i'm going to go on that holiday i've got that to look forward to or, i'm going to go to my friend's wedding that's that's going to be really exciting because you just yeah. like, literally have no guarantees at all um and all summer, even, you know, I went to Northumberland with my parents, which was really lovely, um, and the kids, obviously, and all the dogs. <laughs> um, and But, you know, right up until the day before, you're thinking, am I going to get pinged? Am I going to have to not go? Is one of us going to test positive? So you, we're all in the same boat, but you literally yeah. just can't look forward to anything, can you? So, Well,
0: yeah. I can definitely say, hand on heart, again, if you're listening to this, and you want to reach out to Hannah, not to put any pressure on pressure on you, Hannah, but <laughs> when I first reached out to you, I said to Luke, I was like, I found this awesome photographer. She's from Northampton. I'm going to send her a message, and we're not going to hear anything, because she's got 45 million followers, and she's not going <laughs> to read it. You got back to us in about 10 minutes. <laughs> so I was, I was super happy. And then, you know, we got to know... You know yeah, 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 yeah. But, um, yeah, you know, it's, I think that show, shows volumes in terms to watch your app your attitude towards your kind of work if that makes sense because it shows that you're human as well right and it's not just something that you you know you feel like you have to do and there's times where you know you're like oh, i can't be bothered but we all have that in all areas of life but at the end of the day you're still doing it which is which is admirable. Mm.
1: yeah yeah it's quite a hard thing as well isn't it when you say you're, you're always looking at yourself and it's easy to get quite self-deprecating over Oh, I should be doing this, should be doing that. But there's somebody looking at what you're doing, going, look at how much they're doing. It's incredible. I should be doing what they're doing. And there's probably somebody looking at them going, oh, why can't they be doing what they're doing? Yes. So it's like, it's always so easy to look at other people and just think, wow. I, like, it's like sometimes Jamie will post a photo and I'll message him being like, man, that photo you posted is amazing. And he's like...
0: I'll be like, that was Hannah's, you
1: idiot yeah yeah but like sometimes I say uh like one of my friends will post something and I will message them not on Instagram I won't comment on it I'm like it's too good for that I'm going to message them personally (laughs) tell them how much I like it and they always say or invariably oh I didn't really think that much of it I just thought I'd check it up and it's always that isn't it you like I'll take something and Jamie will see, and be like, "Wow!" And I think, "Well, it's not that good." Um, it's so easy to get into that sort of uh, mindset, and it's really hard to get yourself out of it as well. But yeah,
3: it is. It's very yeah. easy to talk yourself down, and. Mm i don't know it's a creative thing but i don't really know anyone like who genuinely feels really confident in what they're doing Mm -hmm. i think we all kind of constantly feel like we could have done better we could improve or we want to go and do it again and do it better next time and like you could be doing more you could be working harder, you could be producing more creating more and Mm -hmm. yeah it's i do sometimes have to give myself a bit of a talking to and um you know like five minutes ago I was just telling you that I wrote and filmed an online course which, Yeah. which so I suppose I did that straight after you know homeschooling my kids for four months and so I think well oh yeah okay I
0: did I did do that in the last year so that's okay <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. And when you look back on it or you realize how much you've done and how much you've achieved and you continue to achieve then that's that's a nice feeling it's reassurance and going back to what you said as well like earlier on when we you know you're saying like, you hate the word influence I guess like all of us right but you can be influenced by people that aren't necessarily in your field do you know what I mean like like you were just saying Luke you might see someone in mine and you're like that inspires you to, to post something or go out and take some photos my girlfriend's a graphic designer when I see her working on her own stuff or sometimes when she's working you know a nine to five job she inspires me to want to go out and yeah. do what I'm doing because I'm like well I shouldn't be sitting here watching Netflix I should be doing towards towards that I what I want to do do you know what I mean like so you can be influenced yeah. by by lots of different things can't you
3: Yeah, I think we all give each other energy in in that way, really. I think, you know, positive energy feeds more positive energy when you've got people around you who are creating and feeling good about what they're creating. It definitely feeds into you, which is why it's nice for... Because, obviously, I don't live with anybody who is, you know, (laughs) giving me any positive vibes. The dog's nice. (laughs) um, (laughs) Um, it's nice for me to go and meet other photographers sometimes because you just kind of whip off on each other a bit,
1: don't
0: you? And yeah. yeah, massively, yeah, definitely. The I was having this conversation the other day. I, I texted you, didn't I? I, said, I actually went to Milton Keynes. Obviously, it's only up the road for us. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to do some street photography today, practice, homage my skills, whatever you want to call it. But it was horrible. I d- I said to Luke, I got back and I was like, yeah, I went to Milton Keynes today, but took a lot of photos but i'm not really that happy with any of them i've missed focus or whatever it was but forget about the quality of the photos i didn't enjoy it as much on my own i wanted to kind of be there with someone because you have such a sense of confidence when you're there with someone because you can kind of pretend to be professional photographers right it's not like yeah. it's not like you're just weirdly walking around with the camera taking photos of people Absolutely. but i don't know it's uh i don't know but then again i like going out on my own and trying to do some like landscape photography stuff to, to me that's a nice meditation if you like of going out and it's therapeutic to go out and just take some photos on my own yeah. for a couple of hours or I mean, drive yeah, somewhere
3: never a wasted exercise even if you didn't like what you got because you can guarantee yeah. you'll have learned something from from taking those photos even if you didn't I'm like
0: not to them. take a photo by Jamie Cooper <laughs> that's what I <laughs>
3: <laughs> Do a course on that.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I have this kind of thing of always wanting to like. I spot things that are like kind of mundane but interesting. Like a, I don't know. The example I'm thinking of is like a shopping trolley, and it was just up against someone's house. But there was like another shopping trolley flipped on its side, and there was a shadow coming across. And I quite like the kind of composition of it. And I mm. thought, uh, if someone t- saw me t- taking a photo of this. They'd think, "What the hell are you doing?" And I st- 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 stood there for a minute, like lining it up, and took a photo. And as I did it, some bloke walked past and was literally started saying to me, "Why are you taking a photo of that?" And I had to try and I was like, are you, <laughs> you, this, is, "This is everything that I'm worried about, and yeah. I'm taking these sorts of photos." I had yeah. to try and explain to him, and he was like, oh right, well it." Yeah, might be worth something one day. Keep
0: trying. (laughs) So you're a photographer? Well, no, actually. I just like taking photos of of weird shit. Yeah. (laughs) yeah. What what else do you say? Yeah, yeah. 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 My
1: kids always say it to me. If I'm like, oh, stop one second, there's a shadow. And I heard my son the other day go, Daddy's just taking another boring photo. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's kind of like a desert island question in terms of, if you could have one camera and one lens and if you also you know as you've done shoot on film one type of film like what
0: would you pick
3: well it's sat right here actually
0: oh that's 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 good you've already got your dream camera <laughs> Right
3: here my nikon d850 um this is a sigma 35 mil 1.4 mm. um, I think if I could only use one lens for the rest of my life, I'd probably use my 50 mil 1.4. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a tricky one. I'm quite yeah. a lens freak. I have I have a lot of lenses, but I do love I love a prime um and my 35 mil and my 50 mil are probably my favorites. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. I feel
0: like you've got me into lenses, Luke, recently. I was all about the camera body. I was like, oh yeah, I need this camera, I need this camera. And then you kind of think about it, you're like, no, I just need the lens, to be honest. As long as the camera operates to to the level I want it to operate. Yeah. I know it's a weird one, because obviously there's there's still very... But do you know what I mean? You get more into the lenses, the the more you kind of deep dive yeah. into it. And
1: especially shooting film as well. It's like the body is like the least important thing. Mm. Um, but yeah, when you were shooting film, was there anything in particular that you liked? Like using like particular types of film, or did you not quite get into that line field?
3: No, I haven't. Haven't gone that far into it yet. Um, yeah. So the whole
1: of yeah. the world. <laughs> it's like yeah. right. yeah.
3: I think I it, it felt so big that mm. I was really daunted to to kind of dive into it. Um, yeah. And, you know, it, I'd used um, instant cameras before and things like that. Um, but Taken a few films of Polaroids and, but actually, um like shooting a proper film something I haven't done since I about ten. <laughs> yeah. um, and it just felt really, really scary. Um, yeah. I've never developed a film, so yeah. Right, yeah, that's another one as yeah. well.
1: There's a few cool things though, like different. um what do you call them, like subscription clubs around where you, they'll just yes. send you like a couple of random rolls of film a month so you can just try loads of different stuff and yeah, quite a good thing to, to like test out and you found like I've done that in the past and found uh, some film that I really enjoy using that I probably would never have picked up otherwise. Mm. Um, so that's quite a nice way of doing it.
3: That's a really good idea actually, I'll have to try that.
1: Yeah, yeah, i have to send you some links to a couple of good ones.
3: But
2: yeah,
1: good. Yeah,
0: have, you got any, um, have you got any camera accessories that you, you can't live without? Or is it just a case you go out with just the camera?
3: Camera and tripod usually. Um, yeah. So I love my tripod and I've used it masses. And obviously for work it's um, helped me enormous because I shoot all my photos myself, the yeah. ones with me in. Um, apart from the occasional help for if someone's nearby um, but the vast majority of them I take um, of myself by myself if that makes sense.
0: Yeah. So I, I think yeah. that's amazing just because I don't know I always look at photos like self-portrait photos and they always look amazing you know there's because people don't appreciate that you're trying to give a certain look away do you know what I mean like well I guess they do appreciate it but it's hard to kind of grab the concept of you're not just trying to take a photo of yourself you're trying to take a photo of yourself in a certain situation and you want the photo to be good and you also to look good in that photo right
2: yeah and then
0: you always forget that okay i've got a 10 second timer i've got to leg it now and then i've got to look really na- like look really natural <laughs> do you know what I, mean? I always think
3: that's amazing
2: yeah, yeah.
3: quite a process um, yeah. and it's something that I, I never would have done had i not got a job where i needed to be in a photo. Yeah. And
2: um,
3: and I literally kind of went out and bought, um, I had a, I'd been given a tripod for my birthday. I went and bought that thing, which I don't want what to called that goes on the bottom. Mm. And um, so I could actually attach my camera to my tripod and shot myself on a timer for the very first time. And as soon as I put myself in a photo, I started getting more job offers where I needed to be in the photo. So it was something which um, I, I Was kind of forced into, not forced into, but you know what I mean? I, I didn't choose to do off my own bat, um, it was a means to an end, and then it sort of became another arm to my bow, if you like. It was another, um, just another type of photo that I had in my armoury, yeah. And, um, and you know, I can remember situations, um. Like travelling in Dubai, I was working for the Dubai Tourist Board, and um, you look at a a scene in front of you, and you think it would just look so much better with a figure in. And um, you know, you start to look at yourself quite objectively as just a figure in a scene. um, so I sort of somehow, from being incredibly self-conscious and hating being in front of the camera, just managed to sort of objectify myself a bit. And it was just like, well, that this scene just literally looks better with someone walking into it. And so it just became a tool, really. Um, yeah. Of creating images, which um, you know expanded my repertoire quite a lot and therefore was helpful. <laughs>
2: yeah, I suppose
0: it's a confidence boost as well because you know we all like to be loved, right? So it's nice when you're getting positive feedback on those kind of photos as well because it gives you that sense of confidence that you can actually do it and you're doing it well.
3: Yeah, I, um, I. I used to literally physically feel like I was going to vomit pressing <laughs> send on Instagram um, when it was a photo with me in. literally I'd be green around the girls and I'd just be like shaking like a leaf um, but that does pass and you definitely get used to seeing yourself in photos And um, and you know it's I think um we'll have to kind of try and tell ourselves what the heck when we we look like we do you know no point in worrying about it overly is there so just crack on with it sort of thing yeah. so, and then it's become also a really wonderful thing to be able to document my life with the kids and some of my favorite photos ever when i've you know actually set up the camera and got in there with my children because there's no one around to take photos of me with my kids so there's sort of a, a gap in a period of time where I don't exist in photos yeah. until I started taking them myself and now I have some really lovely kind of memories and family portraits if you like um, with children which I really treasure So
0: some of your some of my favorite work of yours is the ones of you and your family or whatever it might be because I guess it's relatable in a lot of way even though I haven't got a family and kids it's kind of where you are and the kind of things that I would do in the way that I would want to kind of explore I get the sense of feeling that you like to go out and explore wherever you are and maybe because I'm like that as a person I like to go somewhere I would never want to kind of just sit down and read a book for a week kind of sunbed or anything I, i'd want to go out and explore and that's what kind of the feeling that i get from some of your photos i'm like you're, now i want to go there brilliant another one to add on the bucket list
2: yeah. <laughs> oh, thank you.
0: there's a lot of people
1: like people that we interact with and stuff who are you know trying to make a name for themselves and things like that and is is there anything like advice that you would give to those people or um anything you wish that you'd known when you when you started
2: out?
3: I mean, there's, there's so much, really. There's a few um, kind of legal things which I, I wish I'd known, like not giving away copyright on your photos, which mm. a lot of contracts will land in your lap and expect photographers to sign away the copyright, um, which you don't ever need to do. You can sign away the usage rights or grant usage rights um, you don't have to give away your copyright and um so I I try to I get a lot of direct messages or um messages from people who are like me and they've been approached by a brand for the very first time they've maybe you know got a few thousand followers and brands are starting to send them emails and um I try to always be very open and transparent and help people to you know what what they should be charging and all that sort of thing, because, um, you know, I truly think there's enough room for everybody and we don't have to be in competition with each other. So um, we're we're all kind of alone a little bit with our phones, aren't we? (laughs) Um, So yeah, I try to uh, help people whenever they ask um, for any advice or, anything like that but i think just as a photographer on the whole i'm a strong believer that developing an aesthetic um, and a look to your images will stand you in really good stead um, whether you're a portrait photographer or a wedding photographer um or someone who
0: takes photos of trolleys
3: fans. exactly <laughs> <laughs> i think um, having a level of consistency um helps people to want to hire you because they know what to expect you know whatever situation I think if um I hope if somebody wants to hire me to go and work in Kent or in Dubai or in Venice or whatever it is they can hopefully rely on the standard of work and the sort of aesthetic and the, the mood if you like um that I'm going to deliver and um, so yeah I, I think that would be my best piece of advice really without pigeonholing yourself
0: yeah. obviously <laughs> are, yeah. you, are you always for the most part because I, I guess as as all kind of artists and designers or whatever it might be creative people are they're not always going to be 100 happy but for the most part are you always happy with certainly with like the, the kind of paid work that you do are you happy to kind of hand that over with a sense of confidence that you know it, it has got a bit of you in there um yes i
3: think so i mean i think I'm probably as critical as any of us are of our work, and I know that I'm still learning. I know that I've got an awful lot more to learn, um, and hopefully, I'm improving. So, I do sometimes look back on a shoot I've done a couple of years ago, and I think the quality of my work has improved, which is yeah. a good feeling. Um, but yeah, I think most of the time, I'm I know I always do my best anyway. Um, I won't turn something in unless I feel that I've I've kind of fulfilled the brief Mm -hmm. and um, done myself proud. Because at the end of the day, I'm compromising my whole brand if I end up having to post something which is not going to work or isn't of a good standard. So uh, there has been times in the past where I fought quite hard to have an opportunity to reshoot. Um, or to change the brief or change a scenario because it's just really not working.
2: Mm-hmm. Um,
3: so I think sometimes you have to stick to your guns a bit and be, um, have enough confidence in your, um, your knowledge of what you're doing and to really push back a bit and say, you know, this isn't going to work, this isn't going to look good, my followers won't like it my client might like it whatever it is and kind yeah. of thrive
0: on a bit in that way <laughs> that's, that's really cool that was actually going to be my next question and that kind of that reminds me of when we spoke to our friend paul hughes on, on the podcast because he's you know he's a professional photographer you know 90, that's his nine to five like he's a professional photographer and he does a lot of work for like guinness world records and stuff like that mm-hmm. um and one of the questions we asked him was you know are you happy with your work or do you ever have to kind of Convince people that it will work better and you need to trust me on that because you've, you know, you've hired me to be the photographer, you need to trust my photography skills if, if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, and he was like, Yeah, all the time. You know, there'll be so many times I get a brief and I do the brief, but I also do my own thing in there as well. And my work will be, you know, the non brief work will be the ones that are selected. And that's where you kind of do need to stick to your guns and mm. appreciate that you know, you, you yeah. have got a knowledge of it, you, you've been employed for a reason, right?
3: yeah absolutely absolutely and it it can be really difficult to do but I think you you somehow find you dig deep and find an inner confidence because the pressure um, to put out something which is people are just going to look at and go what the heck I didn't expect that from her um you know that's going to damage you so much in the long run and um, so you kind of have to really dig deep and find that inner confidence to say no this isn't working we need to we need to rethink or oh, I've done this this is much better what do you think um, so yeah, yeah.